Hello, welcome everybody to another episode of NG Meets. I hope you're all well and ready for this week's episode where we're talking to Lee Ellis uh, from Knott's Pride. Now, as you can imagine and as you will know that I've seen Knott's Pride's usual event has had to be cancelled as is the case with, you know, every big event this year as we still struggle through this, this tough uh, coronavirus pandemic and lockdown and things so you know the event in Hockley the pride march into Largate Square unfortunately won't be happening this year but Lee and the team thought it was still important to do something to mark pride the importance of pride and celebrate pride uh, as well as presenting something for people to enjoy and so what they have done is put together a special event uh, that is taking place this Saturday the 25th 7 to 9 p.m it was recorded at Nottingham Council House in the ballroom there. It's beautifully been put together. You can see if you go to their Facebook page, a little video about the recording of the event. And uh, that's going to have uh, videos, performances, talks, things like that. And amongst the performers that you'll be able to catch, there's uh, activist and writer Marianne Din. There's singer-songwriter Rob Green, uh, drag queen Kitty Trey. And poet and health advocate Ravel Sade. And so, then, uh, as Lee mentions in the the episode itself, there's also put videos and things in there, talking about <clears throat> various different things. So that's going to be a great event. Again, as Lee is pains to point out, it's it's not pride. You know, it's not pride as it would have been. You can't recreate uh, pride. You know, you certainly can't replicate the you know, the importance of the Pride March, but you can still celebrate the day. Uh, and that's 7 to 9pm this Saturday. And if you go to facebook.com forward slash Knott's Pride, you'll be able to check that out. And they've put together a beautiful show to mark the day. But we talk about that. We talk about, obviously, the disappointment that Pride can't take place. We talk about Lee getting involved in Pride uh, and how that moved from, as you may remember, it used to be, uh, at the forest and how that's moved into the city centre primarily in uh, in Hockley area uh, we talk about the impact lockdown obviously is having on people uh, you know the importance of mental health and wants of supporting the community uh, Lee talks about uh, a friend and member of the community that uh, that lost their life recently and the impact that's had on everyone and how that's drew attention to the importance of uh, mental health at a time like this so uh, and we also talk obviously about how plans are already moving to towards next year's event um, and various other things. We'll talk, obviously we'll talk about the, the, the diversity. One of the things we talk about is is the fact uh, how labels on communities can often uh, cause almost a way of separating people and the importance of remembering that communities like LGBT are as diverse as any other community and the importance of recognising that and allowing each person to have their voice and that's something that comes up in the episode um, and so we talk about we talk a little bit about the pushback we're seeing particularly within terms of the uh, trans rights and the, the gender rights act so a lot to cover in this episode um, some fantastic subjects we talk about some really important things we discuss but again a uh, lot you know mostly we're talking about the pride event and what the fantastic event they've put together. Hopefully you'll check that out at facebook.com forward slash Knott's Pride, 7 to 9pm this Saturday. Um, again, it won't be Nottingham 
pride as you would expect but it will be something to celebrate something to you know to mark the importance of pride and to remind you that you know that things issues are still important to remember even at a time like this you know obviously covid is massively important dealing with that is massively important but there's still an awful lot else going on and it's still important to keep up those fights and battles so thanks for tuning in uh, massive thanks to Lee for taking time to speak to me and enjoy the episode. This is NG Meets Lee Ellis of Knott's Pride. Welcome to NG Meets, and my guest this week is uh, Lee Ellis, who is from Nottinghamshire Pride. Uh, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon, Lee. No problem. Yeah, it's a uh, pleasure. Um, obviously, we're going to be talking a lot about the plans for this year's Pride, which is coming up this, uh, a week on Saturday, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. But yes. before, we, before we get into that, if you just want to um, tell us a little bit about your role within the, the organisation and how it is you came to be involved in uh, Nottinghamshire Pride. Okay, so I got involved with Knott's Pride in 2013 uh, in, in time for the 2014 event and that was at a time when Nottingham Pride and Knott's Pride were at a crossroads financially. They'd, um, they had relied heavily on sponsorship from one particular sponsor who withdrew that sponsorship and as a result financially the the event and pride wasn't looking like it was going to go ahead so i put myself forward to be the chairperson to to take it on to see what we could do and it would and was always going to be different to prides that had been right up until 2012 and it, it kind of grew from there, really, because we started the event and we moved into Hockley because it was important for us that we wanted to have a Pride March that came through the city, so it was visible. We also wanted to ensure, and, and this I think was from my own personal experience, is we wanted to ensure that people were able to educate themselves, our own, our own LGBT Q plus community in terms of the services that were available and and that were on offer to them and also we wanted to celebrate which is a a big part of pride and and where we've come from so we moved into Hockley and we just really wanted to see what would happen and at that time we had nothing financially we got a small grant from the city council and we relied heavily on the support and the goodwill of performance and of venues to 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 get get on board and it's kind of grown from there really and it's only been the past i would say two years where we've started to get noticed and we've started people have started to accept it embrace it go along with it and it's 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 attracting attention from elsewhere because it is different to different pride formats across the uk 
Yeah, I can't, I kind of recall um, that period when it was. I remember when it was really struggling, uh, because I think prior to that it was uh, it was usually based at the the Forest Wreck. Mm-hmm. I remember rightly, which I mean, I know it was a big event that people enjoyed, but that does um, it kind like you say it kind of misses out on that the sort of you know taking the pride march into the city, but also yeah. I think it, it detracts from attracting. You, there's no passers-by. You know, no. if, if you're going to it at the forest, you are going to the event. Mm-hmm. You're purely going there. Well, obviously, Hockley is is a perfect place where you you know it's 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 the place to grab people that are just in in town. And, and that's right. You know. And also for us, it, it was it, you know, Pride initially started as a protest. Things things have moved on. There are still elements of protest. There are still. Um, parts of, of equality that, that we, we, we've yet to enjoy. There is still struggles that we that we have to stand up and support Black Lives Matters, trans lives. Um, so, you know, the, the the Gender Recognition Act and, and what's happening around that with the government trying to take away some of our trans people's rights to self-identify. So there, there are still elements of, of, of our Pride match, that will remain a protest as well, which is why we're different to other Pride events where you have to register to march. It tends to be corporate organisations that march up front, that pay a lot of money to do so. We don't do that. We, we invite people to come along and we provide what, what we think is a platform for them to, to have their say about what it is that's important to them. And it's fantastic to see. I mean, sometimes some of it is is... I suppose it's difficult to see, but that's not a bad thing um, because it challenges people uh, to say, actually, I need to go and find out about that. I need to go and find out what it's like to be uh, um, an asylum seeker in the UK who's who's, who's lesbian or gay and what my um, experience is like with the Home Office. And last year, they are the people that marched up front at our march. And hopefully some people will go away and think, you know, I, I need to go and find out about that. But also we, we stand behind them and, and, and support them. So the, the, there is that. But also there was it, it does provide a bit of disruption. OK, it's not it, it's agreed up front. We, we, we talk to the council and, and we agree with the, the transport within the city about stopping trams, stopping buses. But for that time, people wonder why. That they've been delayed to get into the city, and and that's because it's it's because of pride, and and that gives me and, and I know my colleagues an enormous an enormous sense of achievement that we're, we're we're making a difference in some way. Yeah, and that, I mean that's still so important, isn't it? Because you know it's you you don't you don't get anything by just you know standing by and sitting at the sidelines and staying out of the no. way. And all everything that you know, like you say, there are battles ahead, and there will always be battles. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. we recently talked to uh, the Knots Trans Hub, and obviously, they they they're facing you know that community is facing a lot of the battles that are similar oh, to the side sort of things yeah. other uh, parts of the LGBTQ community were, were facing in the eighties. And you know, obviously, mm-hmm. it's not all gone away, but but oh. all through time, and even as you mentioned, Black Lives Matters and civil rights. None of them were ever hand. None of these things that have been earned were ever handed over. No, they've always been no. fought for. 
Mm-hmm. And so this idea, and, and and we see this in this with regard to protests across, you know, whatever it is people are protesting about, about the disruption and things. But that's the only way to to make a difference because if you do it without disrupting people, then they're just going to ignore it. No, yeah, and I totally agree. And I, and I think you know, for 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 not Pride March, it it, it is. It, it is part celebration um, and people love it you, you know they, they do love it but what is within that is that there are there are people that are part of our march and parade that um you know are, are affected hugely by some of the the issues that are currently out there and, and people get to see that and we hope that they either stand in solidarity as allies or they go away and educate themselves about the plight of uh, asylum seekers like i said or you know what what it what is going on in terms of trans and and the the, the current situation so yeah I, I hope that 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 does make a difference yeah and i think as well it's important because it is very easy particularly for people that aren't um, sort of directly uh, part of the, the community or, you know, yeah. overly involved in it, to think that it's job done when it comes to to, to gay mm. rights. You know, well, you yeah. know, same-sex marriage is now legal. Obviously, things are a lot better. We don't have things, you know, have things like Section 28 and things. But it's important to yeah. remind people there is still a long way to go. I think, I mean, you mentioned asylum seekers there, and I, I can't yeah. recall there being a lot of thing about um, the, the lengths people had to go to to prove they were gay in order to not Absolutely. be deported to yeah. to parts of the world where their lives were in danger yeah. if they went back there. And it's yeah, um, and that's and, something and what, that's missed. And what, and what we're not talking about is the fact that they have no recourse to public funds and that they are. Um, it, it, I recall speaking to someone last year who said that uh, part of their interview was, and, and they were uh, with the Home Office, was tell me about the pubs and clubs that are in the city that you live and do you frequent them? And they rightly said, I get £5 a day to live on. I can't be going to no pubs and clubs. I couldn't yeah. even tell you what they were. You, you know, and, and this is... It, it, you know, it's a difficult situation, and I don't think it should be happening. Uh, and but do a lot of people know about that? That what people who are seeking refuge refuge in our country, what it is they've been through to get to the point that they're here now. And and I think you know it was important for us last year to amplify that. And it was important to give Kairos, which was the charity that supports them, the platform to do as they please, because the, the, to do as they wished with that. And it's because um, there, there are privileges that I enjoy and, and I don't sometimes live the experiences of other people within my community. And I can't speak for them. But what we can do is ensure that pride goes ahead basically and that that we we, we have that we, we give that platform over for people to have their say and to voice their their opinions and, and, and add their voices to the the crowd really 
Yeah, I think that I think that's something that I think perhaps partly played by the media and things becomes an issue is that the way that people are labelled is it's sort of like people are labelled as LGBT, people are labelled as asylum seekers, people are labelled as yeah. uh, you know, yeah. uh, BAME. But those all those groups, just like every other group, intersect and cross. Totally. totally. And so like yeah. you said there, um, you yourself are not going to have um, the same experiences as uh, a, a LGBT asylum seeker or a member Correct. of the BAME yeah. community. And mm-hmm. in the same way that, uh, you know, a, a straight black person isn't going to have yeah. the same experiences as a, mm-hmm. um, a, a, a gay or a lesbian or trans black person. So I think we, it's so often that it's, it's forgotten how, you know, how all these groups yeah. we get, it's get, everyone gets packaged so easily mm-hmm. that it's almost yeah. like, well, that's LGBT, they're over there, Black Lives yeah. Matter's over there. It's lived experience, and, and I left home as a result of it. I don't originate from Nottingham, but I moved here when I was 17 on my own uh, at, at a time when the age of consent was 21. And uh, because of that, there, there were no services for, for people like me. There was, there was nothing that I could go to and say, you know, any support networks. It was, you were on your own. And Section 28 was, that was starting to emerge. And, you know, it, it, and also we, we were living under the shadow of HIV and AIDS as well. You know, and that wasn't really understood at that point, possibly for, for people that were affected by it. But for a 17-year-old that was out on their own in Nottingham, I was, you know, I could leave home, I could find work, I could rent a a room in, in a board and lodgings, but it was illegal for me to be gay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so it's so kind of, so, so sometimes there's, there's a bit of that empathy, well, there's always empathy, but I can also relate sometimes to some of the difficulties and strives that, that people have that often we internalise within our community and internalise as shame. And yeah. that manifests itself in many ways of over periods of time and that's why we see higher instances of mental health um, issues and, and you know people harming themselves because of, of the way that sometimes we're treated and have been treated yeah well, and, um, and that's how I came to be involved in pride really <laughs> and obviously yeah. we've, we've talked quite a lot there about about the importance of, of the march and you know the different groups that are represented in the march and making it about the people, like especially as mm. opposed to uh, the corporations. Uh, which, because of course, Correct. this year that's something that unfortunately won't be able to happen is the march. Um, no, you know, obviously we're in an unprecedented time. We're in the middle of, or um, we're still in in this sort of lockdown coronavirus. Uh, pandemic we obviously we don't know exactly what's around the corner with that so you've you've there will be no march and there will obviously be no big um event in hockley like everything else this no. year it's unfortunately had to to go um you know as i say it's not alone and i i think it will be um, early next year 
at best before we start to see any events of those kind of sizes return it. Yeah. Um, so what can you tell us about what you are doing this year? Because I know you, you, the plan is it's going to be not spread virtual. Yeah. So what can people expect from that as an event? So it, it's, it's we, we, we're taking the event, we're, we're actually, we're not taking Knott's Pride online because um, the, 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 decision, the decision we decided to take was that I was, a, I, I suppose I was, a, which is quite unique for me, um, was that I was in a bit of disbelief when, when lockdown occurred, that, well, do you know what, it'll be over in four weeks and everything will return to normal. So um, when, when lots of events were cancelling, I was like, you know, let's hold off till May and just, just see what, what will happen. I think as, as time went on, I kind of began to realise that we were going to have to cancel the event, but I just didn't want to um, because a lot of time and effort had, has gone into it. But this year, more time and effort had gone in a lot earlier to ensure that we could enhance the quality of Knott's Pride in Hockley. So we'd, we'd done a lot um, and we were close to signing up um, some some important performers that we'd never done before. And then, of course, we went into lockdown and it was, um, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen now. But what I did do and say was that at that point, Splendour Festival was still holding on and they were still saying, we're going to go ahead in, in, in July. Um, and I, I just said, look, the Splendour Festival is run by not City Council in association with other partners. Um, when they announced that they're going, um, then that's when we'll follow. And they did, so we did. And then we never really considered going online. Um, I felt personally, there'd been a lot of stuff online and people, I didn't know whether, I didn't feel whether people would, by the time July came along, would be tired of it, wouldn't want to watch it. And it, it, it just, it just concerned me a little and, then I saw Eurovision 2020 and I loved the way that they did that. So it kind of put a, a ceiling in my mind. And we had joined, uh, we, we agreed to join up with not stopping, not stopping Festival, which they'd asked us to do a little part, which was we just hosted Drag Bingo. And just to see how that went, to see, well, what could we do if we followed how they did that process? And I think out of that came this idea that we, we couldn't, do a whole entire Pride Festival online. It just, we couldn't see how that would work uh, for a start, but what we wanted to do was mark the day that Knott's Pride would have been. And we wanted to do it in a way that was of, of high quality, um, good production, and that it involved local artists and performers and speakers. So that, that it, was, it, was, it was marking the day, but it was also looking forward to 21 when we could be together and that's how the idea was born out initially we were hoping we were hoping that um we could do it in a theater or, or a place of prominence so we um we, we we contacted the council and we agreed on the the, the city council ballroom um to record it from and we got a fantastic production company in place who uh, provided us with LED screens 
and we then contacted the um, performers that were going to perform this year that were in Nottingham. Um, we were going to we asked them to um, perform, which they did. So that's that's how it all came about, really. So what it will be, it'll be a two-hour um, recorded show on Saturday the 25th at 7 o'clock um, that will have some really good performances and a really empowering speech. And what we've done is intersected clips, uh, short video clips from people within Nottingham. So we've got people like Vicky McClure and... Um, MP Nadia Whittam, uh, the director of NHS Healthcare Trust, the, the director of equality from there, uh, speaker from the city council. We've got a, 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 an, a, an LGBT ambassador within their own school, giving a, just introducing the act. So it, it, it looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. As you say, the, the, the thing there is about, um, at least in, in some way, celebrating the day uh, in any uh, in a way that you can i think like you mentioned not stopping festival then i think they they showed a very a very clever and uh, unique way of presenting a festival in a way that they yeah. did by sort of the, the the packaging of the different events mm -hmm. uh, rather than trying to run some kind of uh, sort of some trying to kind of recreate an actual festival in a standard way, they did uh, a similar kind of vibe, didn't they? Where it was, it was packaged together, different yeah. things. I know there uh, were some events that were streamed live, but then they were pre-recorded. They were mm -hmm. uh, events like that. So I think, and uh, I think, I guess one of the things that we have talked about quite a bit as well is the importance. I think as well at this time of having uh, events like that to look forward to, and to, to be able to put something like that on your calendar event so that you can put up. You know, mm -hmm. the next next Saturday, the twenty fifth, is it? Um, twenty fifth of July, yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty seven p.m. Uh, no, the not the not Pride event that you can watch because yeah, at the moment for a lot of people, the open endedness of this and the length is dragged out and being yeah. stuck at home, it's it's can be very very hard to deal with, and yeah. I think having events to look forward to. Uh, even you know, even if it's just a couple of hours one day, that you can mm -hmm. you can say that's that's happening. Then I can sit. That is, I think, it's so important for people's mental health at a time when yeah. a lot of days and things can be blurring together a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And, and and one of the focuses that that we we've we've taken for Not Pride Online and is is around mental health it has affected our community and and, and it was telling that in, in the week leading up to the point where we were going to to record parts of the event was when we lost someone within the community yeah um and 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 we what we wanted to mark that and, and there is tribute paid on the day and we, we wanted to include some positive messages, but also acknowledge that mental health is a huge factor um, for for our, our community, and it's more difficult now uh, because we've lost so many of our venues, and and that you know we don't enjoy the um, services that other big cities do, such as Birmingham and Manchester, with LGBT centres. 
all really people have had in Nottingham is, is what's been available online. And the, 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 the lockdown has, has created, for some people, I would imagine a, a, a deeper sense of loneliness. And um, we wanted to acknowledge that. So it wasn't, um, when, when we finally agreed on what we were going to do, and we were going to do it online, it kind of made sense to do that because it, it then it then reaches out to people that they see that it's still there. But also, we, we've seen with um, this this pandemic, the world can turn on it. On, it can turn overnight. It can turn. Look at what's going on in Poland now, yeah. and it can. So so we, we step away from it and say that pride's. Um, doesn't have that significance just because of a pandemic uh, or because of the pandemic. I don't think we could have done that in the end. It holds more than, than you, you know, how maybe sometimes it's perceived that it's a huge celebration. Yeah, it is, but it's a reminder to everybody that the world can turn overnight. And if we don't maintain our presence and our visibility, then you know we, we can't allow that to happen yeah i think it's very important to remember isn't it that you know obviously this pandemic has has been huge it's been world changing and it's in it's obviously dominated most of our lives for the past few months but that doesn't mean that other issues have just sat by and gone well i'll wait till it's over no. so the other things and, and you mentioned yeah. about mental health and i think it's very important to remember because I'm not, there's no denying that it's been pretty tough for most of us during this period. Mm -hmm. But we, I think you have to remember yeah. as well that there are going to be people, obviously there are people uh, in the high-risk categories, there are people alone. But there are also going to be people, particularly I imagine young people, potentially within the uh, LGBTQ community, that might be not necessarily um, in such supportive environments now. You know, there may be people that maybe are living with with family members that aren't so accepting of their sexuality and and you know mm. and their lives and they're now you know forced to be locked down in those environments i think that's something that is so important to remember you know it's you know there's yeah. i'm sure there's plenty of us that are you know or you know are locked down in 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 happy family environments but there are people out there that aren't going to be and maybe feeling more alone than ever and, uh, and and so it's important it's so important that that's remembered uh, during this time as Absolutely. well it's, it's yeah. not just obviously it's vitally important that everyone does everything they can to to, mm -hmm. to protect each other health wise you know get you know follow the guidelines and do what you do what you can to keep you and others particularly the most vulnerable people safe but we also have yeah. to remember that there are other it goes beyond that though. and mental health especially at this time is going to be a vital and coming out of it because we're in for a long we aren't going to come out of this back into what we what it was like before you know we already know yeah. the the economy is going to you know is collapsing around the world yeah. and that's going to because obviously you talked about services available to yeah. the community and they're they're going to be the kind of things that are going to be at real risk in terms of funding when you know yeah. when the when the economy shrinks and yeah. that support's not available and people obviously are going to be 
not necessarily in the same kind of positions to, to support those kind of organisations financially that they maybe were in before. Yeah. So it's a, I think it's, it's going to be a lot longer road ahead than just coming out of lockdown. Yeah, and, and, and um, not what I thought at the beginning of, the, of all of this when it happened. It was like, yeah, it'll be over in a month and we'll all be back to it. But uh, yeah, it's um, that, that realisation. And that's hard to accept. And, um, you know, I, I, I suffer terribly with anxiety. And, and I think I've, I've done all right so far. But um, because I've had pride to focus on and stuff. But um, when, you know, we, when we learned of the news the week prior to, to uh, recording the, the event, and it just made me realise that, that we're not seeing that. And, um, you know, we've, we've focused on, you know, who's, who's been travelling to wherever and yeah. whenever, and, and, and we've not been looking at what's going on for people behind closed doors and, and I think you know it, if if we had the, the the services available to us or had been available what would that look like and I'm not suggesting that it would have changed anything but it, it, it makes me wonder um, there's a lot more that we need to do because yes equality is is massively important but also our our lgbtq plus community identity is also massively important and our, our needs as within that intersectionality often very differ from you know other communities in, in terms of you know how we love and and our families and how they look and 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 you know some of the strife that people have gone in their coming out journeys uh, their transition um, or whatever it's been it doesn't always meet the standard practice that some people um, sometimes will 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 um, will see or, or experience yeah yeah it's, it's a i don't i mean it's i don't i don't know it's so difficult to know what comes forward i mean as part of me would like to think that the sort of the, the community spirit we saw particularly early on is something that is going to be taken out of this you know we saw you know mm. people helping people and i've said it numerous times we in a weird way while we were stuck inside and you couldn't go around or across to your neighbors for a drink it still it almost felt like community spirit had grown more than ever because there were people i know where i you know there were people going out and doing shopping for the neighbours yeah, and yeah. things. So it was like, mm. you couldn't physically go and visit neighbours, yet the community spirit was almost better than I remember. If people yeah, were yeah. chatting to, getting to know people they'd lived near and never spoken to and things like that. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. I'd like to think that maybe yeah. there'll be a more empathetic society comes out to this. But then I look at some of the reaction we've seen um, to some of the things happening, you know, some of the reactions we saw to the, the Black Lives Matter protests, some of the reactions we're seeing, particularly, and I know so you have to be careful because social media obviously is its own entity, but some of the things we're yes. seeing online at the moment with relations to the uh, trans rights and the Gender um, Recognition Act, some mm. of that makes me think, well, actually, we're just going to revert 
type, you know, before it'll yeah. just go back to. I so I, I don't know. My, I think my hopes for that have gone up and then down again as time's gone yeah. on. I, I, are we too focused on this that we're not seeing what's what's being mm. what's being taken away from us? Is almost a question, um, and that that's almost um, and 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 the, the the mood and tide swing of we saw with with um, Brexit and this 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 shift almost to the right in in terms of how people uh, I would say. A, a, a large part of the the, the population are moving to, mm. um, and you can see that with Poland, and you know, it, and it, again, I was reading about it this morning in, in Poland, and it's almost like the the um, sort of like the rural communities' intolerance towards LGBT versus the cities and the thriving diverse environments, and there's almost like a a 50-50 split in terms of how they voted, who they wanted in power, um, and the the right got in just over um, the, the other parties, and it was like, oh, I, I don't even know, I've missed that, because I've just been focused on where some MPs been yeah. in lockdown, and that's fine. You, you know, that it, it was fine for people to feel outraged about that, but if we all get excited about who's been where and when, we're forgetting about the real things that matter. Like who is struggling? Who's really struggling? And are they reaching out? Are they able to reach out? And and that that has worried me. Yeah, it's, it's been quite. I think even beyond, even outside of everything that's happened recently, it's been quite. A, in general, it feels like it's been quite a worrying period yeah. in terms of actually across the globe. We we seem to have seen a lot. With the exception of a few countries, uh, we've mm. seen we, we do seem to be seeing populist, nationalist uh, parties uh, getting much big, you know, much more control. You know, like yeah. say Poland, and, and, uh, Hungary, yeah. and obviously, um, you know, we look at who's in charge at least for the next few months in the states and the kind of things that got him in power. Yeah. And I know there's you can hold a whole debate that actually. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that as, as how this has spawned is that bravery around almost just, you know, just spewing out this rubbish <laughs> and, then, and, and, and then just standing by it and, and, and a huge section of a, of a country just go, yeah, I'm with you on that one. And it's like when the rest of us are standing back first palming ourselves thinking god what what is going on and i think to some extent that's happened here you know we, we've we've been gaslighted in all sorts in the past couple of months i mean i've, I've written to my mp to say am i i can't be the only person that has felt that in this time we've, we've literally some of the things that have happened and, and and it's like well you know it happened get over it move on and we've all gone, yeah, all right then. And it's like, it's not all right. And I, 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 you couldn't applaud more when uh, Black Lives Matter and the, the trans right protest, you know, where people have come out and said, no, it's not all right. And, and we're not having it anymore. Um, my worry is that, you know, it, it, it fades back into the, the background, which it, which it mustn't, because it's important and it's vital. And um, 
yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was glad that that started to happen. Yeah. And um, that people start to say, this is more important than what we're currently, because this has been going on for a long time. Yeah, and I think that, and obviously there was unsurprisingly uh, a backlash, you know, if you take the Black Lives Matter protest, obviously mm. there were, you know, and some people used the, the situation, the, the coronavirus lockdown as an attempt to try and shut it down. And obviously yeah. the usual backlash that anything in terms of fighting for rights gets. But I mean, I think the key here that we need is in anything like that is I'm just hoping that the the sort of collective anger because we've seen you know this isn't it wasn't new what happened there you know what happened to George Ford wasn't a, a, no, a ra- no. rarity that's one it's happened before you know yeah more times than we'd like to um, think about but it's about I, I think now yeah. it's keeping it going isn't it it's that it's it's mm. now is the time that this has got to be sustained and um, yeah. and it like you say um, and it's been quite interesting. I think there was the, um, the the trans rights march last week, which yes, I think yeah. was also you know it was sort of combined with a black Correct, lives matter yeah. event. So I think that's another thing that's important as well is about the the you know the people working together mm. um, because otherwise it's going to be what we don't want is giving people the chance you know the, the detractors or the the ones that want to push back, given a chance to try and pit people against, pit groups against each other, uh, yeah. or to yeah, separate I them agree. off. Um, this is yeah. a, you know, the battle for rights is, and, and obviously mm-hmm. there are different situations for each, for each people. There are some similarities, but it's important to, you know, anyone that wants to, anyone that believes in equality needs to remember that this is ultimately is a, a collective battle. Um, and Agreed. to let the right yeah. people speak at the right times as well is important. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, so we're we're, we're taking we're taking it online, and it is more a, a, a it, it, it's a nod to Knott's Pride. It's a nod yeah. to what we do. It's a um. Yeah, it, I mean, we, we've got some really good performers. We, we've we've tried to keep it diverse. There's there's elements of fun in it, as you would expect, um, with our with our fabulous drag queens, and um, it, it it looks good. It does. Excellent. Um, so, for anybody that wants to uh, to check that out, where's the where will that be available? Well, we're still we're still in discussions with people about how we can how we can broadcast it. I mean, of course, we'll broadcast it over social media, and we'll be looking at Twitch as well, and we'll have those details out for everybody on Sunday. But we're really hoping that um, some of the local, maybe TVs, um, TV channels in Nottingham might pick it up and yeah. maybe. Put it on their platform as well to extend the reach because it would be a shame not to um because people need to see some of the talent that's in nottingham but also you know hear some of the words of of our um of our speech and get behind it really mm-hmm. excellent we're yeah. not asking for, we're not we're not asking for money for it we're not asking for donations um 
yeah, it would be lovely. But as I say, this this is we're we're, we're putting it out there, and um, we hope people enjoy it. Excellent. Right. Excellent. Well, we'll uh, make sure, obviously, uh, you know, that we can make we'll make sure there's links available. Yeah. And obviously, but people will be listening to this. Um, the, the the information on where it'll be broadcast will will already be available yeah. to them. So yeah. we'll make sure that's that's included. Right. And as you say, hopefully, other people will share it because as great as social media is for getting, for you know, being able to put things like this out there, it it's yeah. also so easy to get anything to get lost you know twitter moves at a thousand so, paces yeah, facebook does, yeah. constantly seems to make it harder and harder to share yeah. anything you put up so you ultimately relies on as many people as possible um yeah spreading definitely. the word you know yeah, um, yeah. no i'd love that yeah, and beyond that obviously then um obviously thoughts will then turn to and i'm sure they already are for you and the team to 2021 yeah. yeah i'm sure we're all hoping that that we'll be in a situation by then where we can get back to to you know big events at live events um yeah no we are looking forward to that and we will start to plan towards that um in in august when we've gone through this <laughs> to be honest doing it like this has been as sometimes if not a bit more stressful than doing it for it for, for in a live environment because on the day you've, you've got to deal with what happens on the day really but you know when, when you're doing it and doing some of it pre-recorded when people make a mistake they want to stop and do it again and it's yeah. like no, keep going that's part of the experience because that's yeah. what would happen if if you were you were at pride you wouldn't get a second chance at it you'd just keep going so yeah, and with with regards to the to obviously not pride and and the group and and next year, um, are you always obviously looking forward to new people, looking for new people to be involved to volunteer, um, in terms you know with regards to yeah, oh, well, always we are we're always looking for and, and need new volunteers and um, yeah, um, all the time and, and and for different aspects of it as well and. It, it's not it's not always easy because um you know you know people would view not pride that we, we 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 put our messages out and stuff that are led by the community but a lot of not pride is about you know we we need we need we need to we, we need to do funding bids um we have to knock on door with our cap in hand for lots of things it's never easy and it's never guaranteed that we'll be able to fund it um, it's always been, and and while ever um, I manage within that, um, it, it, it's always been that the corporate sponsorship. Yeah, we, we don't shy, we, we don't turn away from it, but similarly, we don't we don't seek it out uh, if it doesn't fit with our with our um, with our values really. So you'll see that a lot of our sponsors will be the city council, um, and I think they play a vital role in um, LGBTQ services and, and need to be at the forefront of and, and listen to the voices of our community. So I think it's great that they're always involved. Um, last year we had Experian and Capital One. You know they're big employers in Nottingham, and um, they have their LGBT network groups. 
that are well supported but also it's it's a, it's an opportunity for people that are either on the job market or are young and considering what their careers would be or what they'd like to do or companies they'd like to work within that they can see those values so i think that was great that they um that they get involved as did um as did boots last year as well uh, because again it's a huge employer um and, and we really valued their their support and we, we value their support but i think it's right that they are involved because they they are big employers within our region and they take their they take their corporate and social responsibility serious and i think it's great that people can get to see that yeah i think that's because like you said that's important you know to know that you can you can feel comfortable you know working mm. in those environments and i know that um you know obviously you know that's something that has been used as a sort of criticism towards summer pride at some pride events in recent yeah. years i've been to some of the corporations that have been involved that you know haven't necessarily um shown <laughs> shown they have those same practices no. and things and, and obviously yeah um you know people are always going to be um suspicious and skeptical of of, of any organization the 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 people that have sponsored us have been lgbtq plus led and um really it's been an agreement that you know we'll put their logo links to their website on our our website and social media and they then um do their own thing in terms of ensuring their their people in their organization attend the march get involved and um and, and that's been it but that that's because we've been very um we, we have we, we have a, we have a set sort of sponsorship level where i'll yeah. say i'm not prepared to to go to that level because that means that what i then will have to do will restrict what i want to do and i don't want to do that because that's not what i'm going to do for our 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 community it's about getting the balance right to say right i can afford to to, to do this and i can afford to enhance the quality if i do that but it also maintains that we stay in control of it so we don't start to see um some of the things that you may see in, in other cities yeah and that's the key isn't it you know it, it'd be you know it's it's sort of foolish idealism to, to to pretend that you that you can do these kind of events without any support yeah but it's yeah. and it's and it's about making sure it's like you say it's the right support but it's also about making sure yeah. that ultimately pride is about and led by the community mm. and isn't yeah isn't in control isn't given over to uh, yeah to, to the, yeah, to the sponsors uh, and the organisers. You know, and, and and I've read some posts about you know not pride being corporate and corp loving. Um, well, we're not. You know, um, yeah, we, we we do need a level of sponsorship to ensure that we can go ahead and, and we can give a pride that that people would like to see. Um, in terms of the police, yeah, we we have to tell the police our plans. Um, We've also got to respect the fact that the police have, um, they have LGBTQ plus people um, within within their ranks. 
um, who want who want to be out and proud uh, and be supported by their employer. Um, there are also people that want the you know when we think about younger people and their relationship with the police, which will be different from mine and different from other other parts of the community. That you know. They, they may have a different relationship that where they they're, they're seeking that security in terms of well if something goes wrong these are the people i would go to so it's, it's quite a, a balance to strike really um but in terms of uh if people think we're cop funded we're not um we've never taken any money from the police other than a hundred pound for a, a community protection info stall where they can um where they can paint the face and talk to the police about whatever issue they have. Um, similarly, with the the, the, the Navy, um, was it the Navy or the Air Force? One of the armed forces, they, they, they've had a stall there in, 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 in their time to provide information because there are people that, that do want to join the yeah. forces um, and want to be part of that and want to know what it's going to be like for them as... as uh, you know, as, as an out person really and, and what their experience will be and you, you've, you've got to offer that yeah I'd like um, as well because not everybody lives like we said earlier lives the same the, the same shared experience but we have to ensure that we try and um em embrace it all yeah and sometimes it's not easy to do so you, you know and I suspect, obviously, that the, the police in particular is going to be a always going to be an issue, any any more so at the moment. Obviously, yeah, and, 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 and I think you know, in, in in terms for us and our relationship with it, it's always been very good, um, and and our meetings that have been with Knox Police take place as part of of what's called the Safety Advisory Group Executive, where I submit my I submit the plans to the City Council and all the people involved in events and security in the city have a look at it, ask us what we would do if, for instance, um, it's called vehicle mitigation, that we, we bring it into the city centre, what streets have we blocked off, what have we done about safety, they will then say, they will advise us uh, what we need to do and agree that they will have a hands-off presence that they acknowledge that some people aren't comfortable so they will step back and uh, they're never built into our plans other than if it's a massive emergency yeah we need to ring 999 other than that we have to have the the strategies in place to ensure that if somebody's hurt or um if there's a an incident that that we know immediately what we need to do and yeah it's 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 that basic really yeah i mean it, it, you know it, it's not going to happen is it without them ultimately um no no i mean the council could stop us and you know but they're hugely supportive i mean we're we're, we're, we're i think we're lucky in, in nottingham city for the the council that we have they, they are progressive yeah councils could do better in lots of things but in in, in terms of you know what they are doing for diversity i, I think i think they do okay and uh, and in, in some areas really well 
at uh, yeah, but you know, there's there's always that that element of tension because there's going to be a part where I'll say, well, you know, you, you stop funding in terms of public health. We lost Terence Higgins Trust, not good. You know, what are our people meant to do in terms of um, you, you know mental health, particularly for people newly diagnosed with HIV that that are um, within within the LGBTQ plus community. You know, they have to stand in line and wait for their appointment like everybody else when they're going through trauma, when they're already dealing with shame, when they're already dealing with everything else. Um, we've lost that. So there's, there's got to be an element, yeah, we, we work in collaboration, but there comes a point where I say, that's not good enough. Um, and, and we're going to stand up, up for that. Yeah. Yeah. A bit passionate there, sorry. That's fine. <laughs> and it's, it's, I think it's yeah. important. And it, it's important people realise that because... Um, you know, and you at the end of the day, the, like we said earlier in, in the episode, the LGBT community is as diverse as every other community. And mm. I'm not under, I don't know what the numbers are, but not, you know, not in pride attracts thousands of people. And uh, yeah, you know, not obviously not just LGBT people. No, allies, yeah. They're the So the idea that you're going to be able to put on something that 100% caters for everyone is obviously um, is, is, is as impossible as any other event Yeah. in the same um, way that you can't put a you know you can't put a music festival on where everybody loves every single band you can't you know it, you can do what you know you can do the best you can do with the suggestions and the advice um, and taking into consideration yeah. the people but ultimately mm-hmm. we know, I mean we know this because Obviously, we know there are sections of the community that that aren't happy. I think it was you saw with with trans people being part of. Yeah, the I think I think there was a, an issue with some of the protesters a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's it. And you know, that's the other thing. You know, not not everybody in the community has exa- has exactly the same belief, just the same as nobody in any community does. No, no. Um, so it's about you can only put what you can feel and you and your t- the team um, mm. believe is the best thing. Yeah. yeah. Because ultimately you're the people that people are going to look to and hold responsible for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, mm-hmm. to, I mean, to me, it seems so far that it's, uh, it's been a fantastic event. You know, okay. again, it's, it's such a shame that it's been, the rug's been pulled from under it from this year. I know. Um, I know. I mean, you know, I mean, I think Hockley is, I think Nottingham's so lucky that we have that area that we have so yeah. many fantastic things happen in Hockley. Uh, mm-hmm. My partner works uh, in Hockley, so and I know that it, like, she checks, she off, she'll go to Pride before she starts work, and and yeah, as I say, yeah. we're we're lucky because it's it works so well for that kind of uh-huh. uh, on street event, and it mm. just it, it makes Nottingham look like. Or, you know, if especially when it's nice, it goes almost that yeah. sort of European street party feel, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, I, and yeah. I think that's, mm-hmm. I think the fact that it's moved into the city, I think, has been brilliant for it as well. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah. hopefully, maybe, you know, this time next year, or maybe a bit earlier, because I think, but we'll be, we'll be chatting about the return of the. We will be. We will be. Yeah, festival. definitely. Definitely, we'll all, yeah. We'll all be remembering what it's like to be able to go outside and yeah. mix with people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like okay. you said, 
this year it's about it's about marking pride it's about yeah. celebrating and as you say it's also about the messages that you, you you're getting across and, and Absolutely. also acknowledging that that there's this also a you know this is a tough time as you mentioned earlier in the episode mm-hmm. um, which i think you said yeah. is also part of the broadcast um and i think just as again giving some giving people uh, something to mm. to enjoy um, absolutely yeah because I think we all really need yeah. <laughs> we need as much yeah. of that as we can get in in yeah. the you know whatever means we can get it at the moment because it's mm-hmm. so um before i go in quickly the the best what are the the best places for people that want to keep up on track of of the goings on with with not okay yeah so we, we've got the website, which is nottinghamshirepride.co.uk. Uh, um, we've got Facebook, which is Knott's Pride. And we've got Instagram, which is Knott's Pride. And Twitter, surprise, surprise, is Knott's Pride. And um, we've got a wonderful PR company, Cartwright Communications, who are doing those um, comms for us at the moment. So we'll have the details of, of how... Uh, we'll, we'll do a, a Facebook event and um, we'll put the details on, on how you, you, you join uh, to watch it and that'll be on the website as well. Brilliant. Excellent. And that'll go out across all our social media. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. I'm looking forward to checking out Thank you. the event. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I, I try and sit down and watch these things, but, you know, <laughs> three kids running around, not always. But I, and one of the joys of this, obviously, is, is it won't disappear. It won't. And, and, and I don't know if you did, did, did you watch Eurovision 20? Or, I haven't, you might no, not I haven't have done. seen it. No, you wouldn't have done. No. So that, that was, it, it's done in that style. So we've got a fabulous LED screen uh, that will bring up the, the, the Pride progressive flag, the Pride flag. Our performers have performed. Um, it's been recorded on three cameras, left, right, middle, uh, gone through a production desk. It will look lovely. And what will, like I said earlier, it intersected into that will be short video phone clips from people within the community who are introducing the acts. And when people turned up on Saturday to do their bit, I kind of think they thought they were just going to stand on a stage and be filmed by an iPhone. So when they saw how it was set out, and, and, and take a look on, on the Facebook page because we've done a little video just to show yes. what it looked like. It just, it even even I, it, it exceeded my expectations. And as a result of that, our performers really stepped it up and really put their all into it. Not that they don't always, but this just added that extra special element that probably from our stage in, the, in, in Hockley, has been missing and and this stage that we've set up in in the ballroom at the council house was the stage that we were going to use on on the streets this year so um it gives us a sense of what we're moving towards yeah really, and it, it sounds like you know obviously this isn't what you would have been hoping for probably it definitely sounds like you've you've definitely learned some new skills and had some new put it into it, yeah. uh, challenges yeah. so you'll have uh, you'll have taken uh, something out of this um, oh completely yeah skill. completely so, Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Well, yeah. uh, thank you very much for chatting to us. Uh, good luck with the event. I'm looking forward to watching thank it. You. And uh, here's to 2021. Cheers. Okay. Thanks a lot. Brilliant.
So a massive thank you there to Lee Ellis of Knott's Pride for taking time out to chat to us. Hopefully you enjoyed that episode. And if you want to enjoy the Knott's Pride 2020 event this Saturday, you can do so at facebook.com forward slash Knott's Pride. Uh, that's 7 to 9 p.m. Plenty going on there, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Uh, the likes of Marianne Din, Rob Green, Kitty Trey, Ravel Sade, all performing many more. And you heard some of that from Lee during the episode. Uh, and obviously, if you're interested in being involved in Knott's Pride and the organisation and volunteering, etc., you'll be able to find out more information as well from the Facebook page. So that's it for this week's episode. As ever, you can catch all episodes of NG Meets at ngdigital.podbean.com, uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, wherever you get your podcasts. The podcasts are also available on YouTube. And, uh, you know, if you want to keep in touch with us, we're on Twitter at ngdigitaluk, facebook.com forward slash ngdigital. Do get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Uh, please give us a like. Um a review, a rating, and please share the podcast about. It's the best way for us to get it out to people. I mean, some fantastic conversations during this lockdown period. We'd love for people to hear them. You know, we've spoke to uh, my hash, your hash radio, who have you know came back for the for lockdown and now on uh, something called Coffee Caffeine TV. They've gone there. It looks like they're sticking around for a while longer. We spoke to Shareware. They're obviously going to be getting things back up and running in terms of. You know, donating clothing, getting clothing out to people that need it. Um, other group, you know, we spoke to Cassie Bradley, um, actor. Hopefully they're going to be starting to get things back up and running soon. We talked about, you know, how that's impacted the acting world. Um, not Trans Hub a couple of weeks ago, which was a fascinating interview. Obviously a huge going on there. Some of that came up in this episode, among, among other things. And last week, obviously, we spoke to uh, Josh Osero Pickering from... Nottingham Castle Trust about what's going on at the castle, what impact the lockdowns had on the work they're doing and what it might have on plans for the castle relaunching in 2021. So a lot to talk about. Obviously, there's a lot of interesting uh, conversations coming up during this period. Um, next week's guest is award-winning author Jasbinda Bilan. I spoke to her a couple of weeks ago. Her uh, book, her debut out book um, Asher and the Spirit Bird won the Costa Coffee Children's Book Award So, and she's got her new book uh, Tamarind and the Star of Ishtar coming out in September and we got an exclusive reading from that book in the episode so that's well worth tuning in for, that'll be next Tuesday we've got more guests coming up as ever keep an eye on social media we'll announce those episodes as soon as we can check out any old episode you want to and get in touch with us. Let us know who you'd like to hear on the show. You know, if they're connected to Nottingham, we're interested in talking to them. That's all for this week. Thanks, as ever, for listening in. And we'll be back next week. Take care, and please wear a mask. <laughs>